guys, welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And sometimes I do it with a little help from my friends. And this week, as promised, is our number one episode holder of 2022. Mel is back. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Um, you know, I'm doing I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's um it's good to hear that the people like not only the number 69, but mm. um they like the poop as well. So people very happy. <laughs> To be the the top listened to episode last time. For the, uh... I know, right? It's just like what I told you. I think we said it in the episode too. Like, what sells? Poop. Poop yeah, sells. Absolutely. And like, here we are. We're, we take things very seriously here at Convention Confessional. Yes, obviously, <laughs> this is a very serious podcast. Sincerely, We're getting down to the nitty gritty facts here. <laughs> you know, only the finest. But sincerely, thank you for having me back. I'm very excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you back. I love talking to you last time. And I was like, I feel like Mel has more stories to share with me. This cannot be the end of it. So here we oh are. I mean, the years upon years upon years of stories. I And it's so funny because as we were talking last time, when we started wrapping up, it was like just kind of a deluge of things that I was remembering. And I was like, oh, I should have talked about this. I should have talked about that. So I've got a couple lined up for you. And uh, we'll, so we'll see where that goes. Yay! Well, let's see. I mean, like I said, last time we talked about, un, you know, comfortable moments with poop <laughs> <laughs> and your insides trying to explode on you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. It was very rude of them. <laughs> very rude indeed. We've had some conversations since then and they seem to have calmed down, but, you know, they could start wilding at any moment, those organs. Right. right. You guys lock it up. <laughs> hey, calm down in there. All right. <laughs> Well, what have you brought me today, Mel? I'm very excited. Oh, well, let me see. I'm going to pull out my handy dandy notebook here. And by notebook, oh. I mean my phone. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I um, I wanted to talk about one of one of my favorite thing about conventions, which mm-hmm. is embracing the character that you're cosplaying. Okay. Not even necessarily like acting like them or like being in character, but just mm-hmm. kind of like leaning into it and just kind of that energy that you feel when you put a costume on, you know? Including the confidence. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you have an opportunity to put on a second skin and to kind of just be anonymous for a day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while also being recognized, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, but more specifically, I wanted to talk about how much fun it is to just be a like disgusting character. <laughs> all right and like how some of the most fun I've ever had cosplaying has been when I'm a character that's either like a joke character or classically kind of an ugly character or is like the bumbling rival character um like I love cosplaying Wario so much (laughs) (laughs) I guess that so much that I have three different versions four different versions oh of costumes for him for wario <laughs> i have made a femme version of him i have made his classic like yellow and purple overalls i've done his wario wear biker look and i did a bikini photo shoot as wario at colossal con a few years back <laughs> I don't know if I feel all right, like comfortable with Wario in a bikini. 
I mean, listen, you say that now, but I was looking good. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you looked amazing. It was, it was, it was pretty fine. Like <laughs> it's just like this slow scroll up and you're like, oh, well, that person looks really, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Basically it was, that's exactly what it was. She wore a teeny, teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini for the occasion. <laughs> and you know, and like, it was one of those things where, um, at the time, uh, I was kind of hinting that I was going to do it on my Instagram. And um, this photographer reached out to me who I had chatted with in the past and we'd done like casual shoots before. And he reached out to me and he's like, hey, I don't know if that was a joke or not, but I absolutely want to do glamour shots of Bikini Wario. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I was oh, like, you're right, let's go. Okay, well, well. <laughs> so I have these polished professional photos of like me lounging in bikini Wario and like like shooting out of the water majestically like like full little mermaid moments and like just like it's it's just it's horrible and it's awful and it's amazing and I feel like embracing that kind of spirit is like the most fun you can have at a convention. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally understand that. Um, again, I have lost track of how many Tony Stark costumes I have won. So and <laughs> uh, back in the day, like literally lost track. Like I think I have two more in my closet right now that I haven't even like worn to a convention yet. Oh my gosh. Um, because I just, one, like haven't had time to, or two, I'm missing like one or two like tiny things for it because I just need to be like exactly correct, you know? Right. How that is absolutely. It's <laughs> like, well, I'm missing this exact T-shirt, so obviously I can't wear the rest of this costume. Um, but Throw also, out. Maze, but also Maze Hughes. I have so many versions of Maze Hughes. I donated one of them for a charity auction um, a few years back. The um, blue uniform, like the official Maze Hughes like uniform. That's so cool. Um, yeah, we I, when I worked at a convention, there were a couple of costumes because we were raising for um, different events through this the weekend, and I donated my Vasha Stampede costume and that costume to raise money for the charities. But I mean, like I've got Maze's like lounge outfit, I've got the black and pink outfit. Like, <laughs> how, how again, long is the photo album of his daughter? Oh yeah, I still have that tucked away somewhere. It's like it's a like a rollout, like you flip it and it's just like seventy oh. pictures incredible exquisite <laughs> look at her <laughs> <laughs> and i love being maze hughes and i've actually thought about like remaking the military costume again and pulling maze out at some point because i just love being that character but like those two characters in like specifically and of course i say that and then i have my percy costume too which i have yet another one being made for that too but you know percy's a whole different we can't get into that because i'll just we'll talk about that for 30 minutes and <laughs> we've done that too many times on this show so <laughs> But yeah, it's like those two characters. It's like with Mace Hughes, it's like you can just be your goofy, confident, like everybody loves Hughes. Like you can just get into pictures kind of like, you know, persona thing. Right. Whereas Tony, there's no acting necessary. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to dress up like this and be myself. And everyone's going to be like, oh my God, you're so in character. I'll be like, okay. You're like, thank you. This is my baseline. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is me. <laughs> what you see is what you get. <laughs> Pretty much what you paid for <laughs> oh my god and it's like it's like so nice too because i feel like all too often people take it like cosplay just like a little too seriously and kind of forget that it is about almost embracing that like childlike whimsy and you know it's like i i'm 
I have a lot of respect for people who are like, hey, this is my craft. Like, this is what I do, blah, 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 blah. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah, like for a while, I kind of felt that too, where I was like, this is this is kind of what I want to be known for. This is what brings me like a lot of satisfaction. Um, but you have to remember the joy. And right. it's like, and, and I'm sure you've probably done this too. I feel like all too often, I've kind of fallen into that trap of making a costume that I wasn't really passionate about because it was to go along with like a group or something. Mm -hmm. And not to say that like, like having a group photo shoot is always super fun, Mm -hmm. but you kind of get to that point where you're like, wow, I've spent not only like time on this, but like money and it's for a costume that I'm probably only going to wear in this context. And I, I don't really care about it. And I feel like once or twice, that's fine. But once it starts being like, once it stops feeling fun, that's when you really have to kind of like reassess. Exactly. And I mean, I say this as a person that's been on all like aspects of the cosplay world through, you know, the many moons that we have cosplayed, Mel. The many moons. (laughs) Um, 84 uh, years. (laughs) Shush. (laughs) The, um, there is different levels of cosplay there are the, the cosplayers who are just i'm gonna put this costume on and i'm gonna have a good time people that you know just cosplay to just like i have a costume on so i like fit into this circle of things and then there's like you like the cosplayers that are i'm here to compete and you're going to recognize that absolutely like and, so, and there's levels in between there too it's like and i've been at all of those levels throughout the years it's like i used to again like some of the costumes that i made that i knew i was never going to wear again were for cosplay chess or for a masquerade skit or something you know something like like that and it was fun when I was in my 20s and it was like yeah I want to compete and I want to do these things and I want to you know be recognized for this and now that I have found myself to be a little bit older it's like you know you know if I'm going to put all this time and effort and money into something I want to make sure it's something that I want to wear and wear it again oh for sure for sure and it's just like we we put so much of ourselves into the craft And it's like, like the lengths that we go to, to try to embody these characters and like Mm -hmm. feel, feel good in the costumes and feel proud and confident. It's like, like, I don't know how many hot glue injuries you've experienced in your lifetime. I don't have fingertips. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, I still have like, like I'm looking at it right now. There's a scar on the back of my hand from mm-hmm. Katsukon 2018 mm-hmm. when I did a group. Uh, here's the point where I talk about how I've cosplayed JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, so it was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure group, and it was a set of costumes that I did with like eight other people. And Mm -hmm. they weren't even official designs. We did fan-made designs. Okay. Like a, um, it was like based off of one character's design in a video game. And we did it for a bunch of characters, like what they would look like. Sure, sure, sure. And I'm like sitting there and like Otakons and like, or I'm sorry, Katsukons in like two days. And I'm finishing up details and I needed to attach like, like a detail to the back of a glove and in my sleep addled or deprived brain Mm -hmm. I was like yeah I gotta make sure that it fits on the glove and so I put the glove of course you did and then I apply the hot glue obviously and then I'm like ah (laughs) and Ah. I gave myself like a third degree burn like I still have a scar (laughs) 
is for a costume that I wore once and that I don't even care about. Like, I look at it and I'm like, I certainly don't ever want to wear that again. But but I am scarred from it for the rest of my life. Scarred. Like, it's going to, like, that little, like, I look at that mark and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. You know? Kids don't know. Oh, they don't know. They don't know, you know? <sighs> Yeah, no, we did a, um several years ago, my friend's group and I, we did an Aeons group that we were going to compete with in Boston, mm -hmm. which I'm sure we've talked about on the show before. And it had a very sad ending. We didn't end up competing with them um, no. for many reasons, not because our costumes weren't done, but mostly that we just felt like at the time the judges didn't care. Sure. Um, we were all having problems with our costumes. That's the getting hard. around factor was not really programmed into like... We didn't think it through, Mel. <laughs> we didn't realize that making such large costumes and then getting up onto like a tiny staircase onto a stage might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> because we were just like, we made an Aeons group and we had every single one of them. All of them from Final Fantasy X. Oh, that's awesome. It was awesome. And you know what we did? We stood in the hallway for a half an hour and got pictures taken. And then we took them off and went to have like Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> But my point of that is like, again, the costume that I was wearing, uh, my friends made half of it. I made half of it. I made, um, cause we had the sisters, um, like, you know, the bug sisters. Yes. I had made all of them out of, um, Barbie dolls and paper clay. Oh, amazing. And they were, it's just like, again, but did they held up that good? No, because they were paper clay and they were marionette style, like on this, like we had to be so careful with them. And then like, you know, you're making the bottom half of a bird costume and you're like, well, this will fit onto these tights. And then you don't account for the fact that you haven't used elastic thread to put anything onto them. So nothing has stretched to it. Oh, gosh. <sighs> yeah. It's like the top um, uh, Project Runway uh, moment of them being like, okay, here's my look. Oops, I have to sew it directly onto the model because I forgot yes. to put a zipper in. <laughs> I did. I had plastic, plastic purple tights with like, foam feathers sewn onto my body oh my god onto like an undergarment suit because that i don't even know what the bird one was called do you remember the aeon that was the bird i cannot remember what? any of the names but i can envision them in my mind palace so clearly it's like purple legs and then it had the bird top again my friends did a phenomenal job on and then i'm in like a bodysuit underneath because it's like a flesh color bodysuit mm. it was something <laughs> It was definitely the weirdest, like, costume costume I've ever worn. Like, really. Did you get some good pictures, at least? I mean, the Aeon group, yes. And if I ever find one, I will definitely post it up. I'm sure I could text, like, Robert Ness <laughs> right now and be like, hey, you got pictures of that group? And they'd be like, ugh, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Don't remind me. And the me. plan is to someday do the skit and to do the costumes and, like, you know, like, I guess, avenge ourselves in a way. Of course. The but, redemption uh, arc. You gotta have it. Maybe when we're in our 50s and we're stronger people. I don't know. Because <laughs> right now I'm just like, oh, I'm not there yet. Yeah, no. That is a that is a that is a trauma that will be yeah. with you for a while. <laughs> it does. Well, especially because, like, it was, you know, we'd been competing for a few years at that point. And I think the problem was, too, is that, like, we were getting a little bit more well-known because we'd won Best in Show a few times. So it's like you show up and you're like, okay, well, now we got to show up. And then we showed up and it didn't show up <laughs> well and it's really incredible when you have those um when you have that competition aspect like i so like i've competed a grand total of one time in the masquerade 
and mm -hmm. it was at AAC and it was with a extremely talented group of people who had competed before and we won best in show. And I was like, okay, I've done it. Bye. <laughs> like, That's, yeah. you know? And it was like a lot of fun, but I was like, ah, <laughs> ah. but like I have, I've had so many friends and acquaintances in the past who have done the masquerade. And I, I can't help but think of one time where, and this was back in the day of like, nobody really had any money. So we had to like stuff a bunch of people into the hotel room. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were, um, two of my acquaintances at the time, um, they were going to compete in the masquerade and they were doing, um, Oh, what's that anime? They were doing pre-tier. Um, okay. so like the main girl in pre-tier, she has all of those like beautiful dresses when she like com combines with the boys or whatever it is she does. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, anime. <laughs> She absorbs the boys and magical girl transforms her dress into other dresses and has elemental powers and whatever. So anyways, the two of them show up and one of them has a sewing machine and I'm like, that's a bad sign. And the other one has a bunch of spray paint and I'm like, that's also a bad sign. So, <laughs> and this Terrible. is on Thursday and I'm like, oh no. So the sewing machine, I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe they just need to do a little bit of touch-ups. The girl who was going to be doing the main character, she's like, I haven't started my dress yet and we're competed, competing. And I'm like, "You the what now? <laughs> <laughs> what? This isn't like a simple like sheath dress or anything like that. This is like, this is like fitted corset top, layers and layers of like tulle and like tutu style, like big bottom, like... How like, do you not start a costume you're competing with? Uh, you know, hey, so, hey, Katie, that's a great question. Why don't we... <laughs> I think it's the <laughs> question. <laughs> like, you know, well, I, you know, uh, to repeat your question, how do you... How? How do you <laughs> a costume you're going to compete in? Well, you know... <laughs> And we've all, we've all had those last minute night before where we're like, I need to finish this costume, but buttons. it's rarely, I need to start this a costume. Trim. Yeah. Yeah. Not the whole thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the night before is for details. And so she's like, starts like banging out this costume Thursday night. And I'm like, this is a bad idea. Like you have your check-in like like Friday tomorrow yeah. yeah literally so she's like no we can do it we can do it and her friend was like yeah I have to just like touch up some stuff on my props and then I'll be able to like help her and I was like hey where do you plan on you don't plan on using that spray paint to touch up said props do you because we're in the Prudential Center Hotel we're in the Sheridan and uh you're not using that in here and she was like, oh, no, no, I'll find an alleyway and spray paint it in the alleyway. And I'm like, okay, where? Okay. So like Friday rolls around and keep in mind the hotel room's under my name. So I'm bopping around the dealer's room and I get a phone call from another guy who's staying in the hotel room. And he's like, Mel, he's like, you better get back to this hotel room right now because she's starting to spray paint in the bathroom and if you don't say something, I will. And it is not going to be nice. And I was like, I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. 
I'll like, like drop what I had in my hand in the dealer's room. I'm sprinting back to the hotel room. I burst in and lo and behold, the whole friggin' hotel room smells like, like spray paint fumes. And I'm like, I'm a, my head's about to pop off of my shoulders. Like I don't know in what universe she ever thought that that was an appropriate thing to do. <laughs> but like, I was like, I was like, you're going to stop that immediately. You're going to throw all of this crap out. Like I want it out of the room right now. And then I turned to the girl who was still working on her dress. And I was like, Hey, not for nothing. It's midway through Friday and you haven't been down to the convention once. Why don't you drop out of the masquerade? <laughs> And so I just like popped off on them because it was yeah. so inappropriate. Yeah. And they ended up dropping. And I was like, you you should have made this decision a week ago. Yeah. Like, hello, you didn't have a costume. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to do this. Cool. But you actually have to like make the costume and show up with it. Like, right. just, I mean, like I said, I understand people that don't have time. Trust me. I'm a person that doesn't have time. I totally get it. But when you have committed to something like this, you have to make the time somewhere. Did Correct. I make a lot of costumes at one in the morning? I did, Mel. I made a lot of costumes at one in the morning. I believe it. I did. I it. It's like I wanted I wanted to compete. I worked on things when I had free time. Like that became my free time. Like that's the things that you commit to. But like I I mean, I've had friends that finish sewing stuff together in, in convention rooms, but at least they sure. show up with like 80% of it. And you're like, okay, that's fine. I get it. I have also put trims and buttons and things on in hotel rooms um, for the Sailor Moon skit that we did. Um, my friend Jess had to paint the designs onto the bodice thing, but the bodice thing was done. It just needed the paint done on it. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. So like, and those are completely acceptable moments. And yeah. it's like, honestly, there's almost like a sense of camaraderie when that mm -hmm. happens because you're mm -hmm. all chilling out Thursday night you're you got music on maybe you're drinking like you're sewing buttons onto costumes yeah. it's like that's fun <laughs> like that's cool that's cute it's part yeah. of the atmosphere of the convention I feel like that's kind of a mainstay sure it's now, just it was just sad to say that I have not helped somebody spray paint something in a hotel room before Mill. it's not <laughs> <laughs> because I have so, so back to this Aeon group <laughs> God, oh no, oh no. Well, my friend had come, like, you know, had come up and we were working. Again, this is more detail stuff. It wasn't finishing the whole costume. It was just detail stuff. And right. technically, it wasn't spray paint. It was like a, like a florist spray of yeah. some kind of glitter. Something thing. that didn't have a smell that oh. would gas your whole room. Oh. oh, but it did. Um, oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> So we were in one of the suites at the Marriott. So at least it had like two doors to it. There was like a living room area and then like a one huge king size bed kind of situation going on. Sure, um, sure. And at like three in the morning, we had both the doors open, airing it out as we had basically made ourselves high from the fumes. Nice. <laughs> uh, it's just that we should have known then, but we didn't. We 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 charged on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I, like... I've sprayed stuff in a hotel room before. But again, it wasn't something that was going to cause like any kind of permanent damage. It wasn't like black spray paint or a color of some kind, you know? Sure. And I feel like therein lies the the key to that statement. Like, sure, you've done that in a hotel room, but it's not gonna cause long-lasting damage that will also like put a financial burden on, say, the person whose hotel room, like whose name is on the hotel room, you know? Right. Right, it's, exactly. It's yes. Like the difference between like the like the homestuck era damage 
Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, you ruined all of these towels or this pillowcase or this bed or this entire bathtub with your... You're correct. <laughs> this entire bathtub. Your bathroom is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and like, I'm going to, I'm going to admit something, you know, mm. I, I was a homestuck. <laughs> I know. Shocking. Oh, no. The shock and the horror. And oh. not only that, I was what is probably considered quote unquote, an elder homestuck, because when oh. I got into it, I was 22. Oh, wow. I mean, geez. <laughs> you looking for retirement home plans too? Right. Literally, they were, they were like, oh, okay, grandpa. You know? I don't want to do this anymore, grandpa. That's too damn bad. <laughs> damn bad. <laughs> so like, I was into it, like when it was still coming out, but it was it literally, we were just like surrounded by like, like kids as young as 14, you know? Sure, um, sure. So the amount of body paint and stuff that was happening in hotel rooms, I mean, it's, it's astronomical. It was, it was far too, too many times to count, but it did also get to a point where I was like, Hey, this, this kind of sucks. And, um, if I'm going to do the body paint, maybe I should apply it before I get to the convention because like, this is, this is really shitty. And like, we shouldn't be leaving this for the staff. Like it's really I mean, rude. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, just oh god, people in their hair. I swear to God, back when I worked at the New Hampshire convention, that was like every year we had to make that announcement. It's like, do not dye your hair in that hotel room, and then sleep on the pillows. Don't do it. Every just year. don't. Just don't do it. Just don't, don't do, do it. it. Oh my no, gosh, I just got the picture of the aeons that you sent. <laughs> Sorry, my messenger opened up and I was like, whoa! Holy shit! I told you, what we go hard. Costumes? Oh my god, yeah, no wonder you couldn't move. I mean, right? Like, how are we getting on stage with all that? We're not. These are absolutely stunning, though. Thank you for sending me that. Like, Oh yeah, you said you want Yeah, I was just like, my friend, I said, um, Jess, who was the Shiva in that picture. I was like, hey, you got the picture. They're like, hold on. And I was like, oh, I might as well send it while I'm thinking about it. I will definitely post that, though, for the rest of the world to see on Convention Conventional, uh, our Facebook page, so everybody else can see it. Because it really is. It's, this is, that's absolutely stunning. And the the cohesion of your group is phenomenal. Like, you can tell that you guys made this, like, in tandem. You were always in conversation about it. Like, this is, this is awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. There's that, this horse thing that had the glitter spray on it. <laughs> the horse <laughs> uh, but yeah you know stuff like that that's yeah what, yeah Love it. Uh, yeah but people dyeing their hair in hotel rooms i always tell people too they'd be like well how am i supposed to get like you know how am i supposed to like do my hair it's like well first of all there's these things called wigs i mean i right. don't know if you've heard of them they're new right. um <laughs> especially nowadays kids don't know it's part and of Welcome to my segment. Kids don't know. They do not know the struggle. Like the fir- the first cosplay I ever ever did, um, like one hundred percent made on my own. It I was in like my freshman year of college, and mm-hmm. my college's anime club. Um, we got to go to Anime Boston for free because of our budget. What? Like we budgeted. Yeah, it was dope. I went to an- I went to Anime Boston for free four years in a row. Wow. Um, like. It was, I don't know, we were just really good at, like, advocating for our budgets. Like, um, the first year I was there, I was just a, I was just um, a member of the club, and then I was the secretary the next year, and then I was the president for two years. And um, 
or, or one year, I don't know, whatever. But I remember going to the budget meetings and appealing for it. Mm-hmm. And we had this whole like cultural outreach aspect of our club that we would get a lot of budget for and we would fundraise and do this and do that. And like, I remember at the end of like, like appealing to like the, um, the, uh, the board that gave us our funding every year, they'd be like, it would be enough for us to get like four hotel rooms wow. and we would squish like we would put like four to five people in a hotel room. It wasn't even that bad of a squish. Like it was Damn. pretty awesome. So the, one of the first years that I, that I went, I cosplayed as um, Malon from uh, Ocarina of Time, the, the horse girl. Uh-huh. And she has red hair and I, I do not, I have brown hair. So I remember doing like a cheap box dye of red in my hair. Cause I just like, didn't know how to get wigs or like that that was even an option right and oh god it's bad (laughs) see see that's the only thing that saved me in the beginning of my cosplay years before wigs were really good like everybody that i wanted to cosplay as had dark hair so that was my only like saving grace i had black hair for a million years and then tamaki was probably like is about three years into me cosplaying that it was like, okay, I could probably get a blonde wig, but if my hair's cut the right way, I might as well dye it. And I'd like, I bleached the hell out of my hair. And I lucked out the first time because it was the first time I'd ever bleached my hair and it bleached like a dream. I can't get that oh to do that God. again. Like, I'll never get my hair that blonde again. <laughs> Ever. In my life. No matter how hard I try. But it's like, yeah, it, they just, you had like one hair color like back in the day with wigs. And people used to have to like Sharpie dye them oh or... Like you would like what were wefts? You had to buy a second wig and then somehow figure out how to put that other part of that wig into the wig. The amount of times that I sat there with a seam ripper ripping wefts out of a second wig yeah. to sew it into the first wig, yeah. it's wow. And like like by choice. Like. Yeah. This is my hell, but it's my hell and I chose it. You know, right. it's like exactly. No. exactly. And nowadays you go on to like wig.com and it's like all right well you can buy this 30 pack of wefts and get this exact hair color that you want because we color match it's like okay like this is this is a luxury that mm-hmm. that, that we do deserve but we do. it is also so frustrating I know, but it's just like you know what we had to go through for you kids to get this and they're just like whatever and you're like i hate you i hate you it's all like- and the price has been, has become more accessible too. Cause I remember back in the day, it's like, if you wanted a really good quality wig, it's like, you could only really go to Arda. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could go to Epic Cosplay, but their, their wigs were like, didn't have like the, the color variation that Arda has. It didn't have right. like a natural look at the time. <clears throat> and like, you're looking at like a, an Arda wig that's going to run you like almost a hundred dollars and heaven forbid you should want a lace front wig. <laughs> yeah, forget it. <laughs> that wasn't happening. Nope. Nope. Oh, it's an expensive yeah. hobby. It really is. Like, it really is. I feel like crack is cheaper sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I've always sure. joked about it, but now that I think about it, it's like, nah. <laughs> it definitely would have saved us some money in the long run. <laughs> yeah, definitely. On the first end of it, the other end of it with the therapy and everything else, probably. Not. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's. I mean, but that's just details. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that would just say that I'm a quitter, and uh, right. And Mama didn't raise a quitter. That's it. Mama didn't raise no quitter. <laughs> I commit to things. It's like, oh God. And it's like, uh, it's, we really do commit to the cosplay. Like I remember one year at Otakon. So have you ever been to Otakon before? I have not been to Otakon before. 
so here's the thing about Otakon. It happens in the middle of the summer and like we're talking like peak dog days of summer like like august oh, like and, and you're down in like dc like baltimore virginia area it's like correct, correct. Mm-hmm. so up here in new england you know you're looking at like the 90s and like it's humid and you know it's horrible and we hate it baltimore gets to like 102 degrees yep. and there was one year at otakon where it was literally like one of the hottest summers in baltimore's recorded history Right. And, you know, of course, we still go down and we still go to the convention and the hotel room at the convention itself was just outside of our price range. And like (laughs) we were squishing like eight or nine people into our hotel, but it was like a 10 minute walk. And so I was wearing, gosh, what was I wearing? Um, it was persona three, uh, Yes, and I I forget which character uh, Elizabeth. She's 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 got a dress and some stockings on. So theoretically, uh, it's a costume that shouldn't be super hot. The problem is is that I didn't know how to buy fabric that was appropriate um, at that time. So mm-hmm. I had gotten like this like suit weight material because it was the right color. Mm. And I was like, okay, so I made this cocktail length dress. And I had the wig on and I had the tights and there were these like elbow length gloves and tall boots and the whole thing. And so the photo shoot for Persona 3 or for Atlas in general, because it's a a big overarching group, um, it was outside because there just wasn't a time slot for the indoors. And midway through the shoot, I'm like getting like delirious and I'm like, oh no, like I, I, this is bad. And so I get somebody to help me walk back to the hotel room. I had heat stroke. I literally oh, got heat stroke. I couldn't, like, I missed two days of the convention because of it. Oh, no. And it's like, like, I, like, immersed myself in an ice cold bathtub. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> This is it. This is how I die. <laughs> like, I'm your death experiences at conventions, apparently. Um, <laughs> Don't make like, that a hobby. <laughs> If yeah, no, I believe me, I'm going to try my best not to, but it just keeps <laughs> up. Um, but like at that point in my mind, like I should have, as like a, a young 20 year old, I should have known like, hey, this is too hot. I should not wear this costume. I should just like figure something else out or not dress up today. But right. I, couldn't, I couldn't not. Oh yeah, I mean, caught a fabric. <laughs> It was, oh, it's very and people. It's funny because people will be like, "Oh, but I like what color this is," and I'm like, "Sure, but does it breathe? Right? Like, do you intend on going out in this? What month of the year? It's like things before when you were first cosplaying. No, you didn't think about it. You're just like, it's the right color. Not wow, this has absolutely no breathability to it. Right. And it was it, for for so long. That's exactly how I shopped because color matching, like like or dyeing fabric, was such a scary thought to me. I was just like, no. It doesn't matter what material, as long as the color is okay, I'll figure it out. So the amount of times that I got like a stretch jersey knit or I got like like a sateen or something just like that didn't cooperate in my machine at all, mm-hmm. but because it was the right color, I would just like kind of sit there and cry and struggle with it. Right. Right. You're saying, this is going to have to work. <laughs> There's got to be an easier way. There is an easier way. <laughs> Educate yourself on material. Exactly. And it's so funny because nowadays it's like, I talk about like, oh, you need to follow that rule, but I don't follow that rule either. <laughs> Here's the problem. <laughs> Here's the thing though. 
I don't follow that rule, but I'm smart enough to be like, if I make this costume, I can wear it this time of year. Yes. If I make this costume, I can wear it this time of year. <laughs> so at least I'm like, in that respect, it's like, okay, I am not stupid enough to be like, I'm not wearing the Percy costume with the bear line fur, like in the middle of August. Right. I'm not doing it. Correct. Correct. I'll wear the other one. I'll wear the other one <laughs> and this right. one and this one you, you gotta know because you have to keep yourself healthy you have to keep yourself safe 100 percent. and like that and I, it's funny because everyone always abdicates like at conventions like oh the 531 rule it's like 531 and don't suffocate yourself in a costume after all that right exactly don't exactly. suffocate not worth it it's really not worth it and it's like you don't have to go through extremes to make yourself look like a character like I, I think that for a lot of people, accuracy is like their their vibe and their jam and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like I think about how back in the day, and I don't know if you experienced this, but I, I, I feel like you might have. Back in the day before like you could buy a commercial binder mm. when all we had access to was like ace bandages or heaven forbid duct tape. So much. So much ace bandage and duct tape. So much. And like how many times did you cry when you took those things off after walking oh, around them all day? Tears be real. <laughs> not only that, but it's like, okay, not even that, but like taking it off or you're walking around and it slips. Oh, it slips. Oh, And then it's just it like choking you. Oh, it slips. Oh my God. I it rolls completely down and completely unbinds you. And then it's just jammed up underneath your sacks. And it's just like, great. This is great. And it's like even worse. Like I, so I had a costume that was a open, like it was literally a shirtless costume Mm -hmm. that had like the character. So the character is from one piece and his name is Eustace kid. And he has this giant fur coat, but just like most anime boys, he doesn't know how to wear it. So he just flings it over his shoulders and calls it a day. (laughs) It's like, and then it's like, it's like full exposed chest. So I was like, I want to cosplay that one. Of course. (laughs) That's the one I want to cosplay. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. And this was before I had access to a binder. So the first time I wore him, I ace bandaged it up. And I walked around the convention floor with just an ace bandage around my chest. And I had one of the people that I was staying with in the hotel room at the time, I had them bind me. Mm-hmm. And I was bound way too tight mm-hmm. and I absolutely could have cracked a rib if I had mm-hmm. stayed in it for too long. And I think I was in it for about four or five hours. So oh, yeah, of course it was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and now you get a shirt and it binds you. Exactly. And it does the trick and they're not that expensive. And mm-hmm. I like, I, I hope that at this point people aren't engaging with more dangerous ways of binding. Because, like, you really just don't think about these things of, like, oh, I could actually be doing physical damage to my body for the sake of dressing up as a fictional character. Oh, you mean, like, one of the kids that I saw online talking about using wax paper? Not wax paper. Uh, the saran wrap. The, saran yeah, the, the, the press and seal. Yeah. Yeah, they oh. press and sealed their, their boobies down. No. Yeah. How long ago was this? When did this happen? I don't know. It was like, so, like you know, you go through like forums. Like I was checking something at Anime Boston and someone was like cosplay binding. And I'm like, this is fun. And I clicked <laughs> on it. And of course there's like, 
a bunch of people that are like, oh, here's this site, this site, this site, this site, this site. And they're all like, buy one, get one. And they're like 20 bucks or whatever, you know, like the practical. And then right. the people are going, they're like, oh, well, if you'd rather do the ace bandage thing, if you're not like, you know, like a bigger chested person, like th this is an option. It's like, okay, that's fair. Cause you know, people that are a little bit smaller chested do have a better time with the ace bandage. It does work for them. Some sure. People it does work for. And there's one person going, oh, I just use press and seal. And I'm like, Ugh. no, what like, do you no, mean? Do that. Don't ever do that. How, what do you idea? <laughs> It's like, it's like, please elaborate, but also please don't, because I, I don't want you to ever use that method. Yeah, please, please, please don't, please, no, please don't do that. Also, there's not enough press and seal in the world to keep mine at bay. So oh, it's like, same. that's never going to work for me anyway. Never, never, ever. <laughs> Wouldn't even be an option on the raid. No, that's like, hilarious. <laughs> it's, they're, it's, packed, they're packed for my, for my uh, freshness factor. <laughs> And it's like, it's like, why, why are we so cursed? Because we also oftentimes really want to cosplay like male bodied characters. All the time. Why, why is this our burden? That's because it knows the universe is just like, absolutely, you cannot. And I'm like, absolutely, I can. Actually. <laughs> like, actually. Actually. Actually, everybody will just have to mistake this for very strong pectoral muscles. Yes. Although <laughs> they are, like, I was on Amazon the other day looking for something else. And the um the fake men's chests came up. Yes. And they're actually getting a pretty decent price where I'm considering it. But I don't do a lot of open chest characters. But it's very nice for people that do because, yes. like... $80 for one of those seems like a very reasonable price. Especially because they're made of a material that takes to airbrushing and makeup really mm -hmm. well. Yeah, because so, they're for drag king, so it's like, exactly, yeah. Exactly, exactly like that. It's I've I have considered getting one, mm -hmm. but I think I my only my only hang up right now is that where I haven't I haven't made a costume recently, and I mm -hmm. also can't think of somebody that I would wear it for um, right, at this point in time. So that's my only like hesitation. But if I do one day like decide like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to do this open chest character. I 100% will buy one of those. And I will. My hesitation is getting stuck in it. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That is, that is a very real fear. <laughs> because they're very like form-fitting like once you put it on it kind of like sticks to you because it's supposed to you're like okay and then it's just like what if i can't get it off mm. yeah and then it's like oh do i have to cut this this 80 dollar chest plate off right. of myself right and then it's Which but then also I like i guess i'm just stuck like this forever <laughs> oh no oh no, <laughs> oh, no. stuck with fake silicone chest that makes me hot man i'm now i'm very attractive but also i don't i'm claustrophobic a little bit so it's like oh god that's fair that would that's be my fair. nightmare just trying to like can you imagine like trying to slip oh no like just no. like the thought of it like, blah, 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 like <laughs> the sound it would make just trying to like peel off you like taking like a because star... <laughs> they're like silicone yeah or like oh <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. That's like, no, now that I think about it, nah. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess, no. <laughs> no I mean, good. I suppose, I suppose, I could be compelled to do it if, like, like, okay, so, so my dream cosplay. <laughs> no. So my dream costume, the one costume I really want to do before I die hmm. is, and don't don't judge me for this. I really want to just make 
the demon, like Demon King Dan- Ganondorf is like my dream cosplay, like Ocarina of Time version, like, like seven year time skip, the long hair, the cape, the, the, the ominous piano playing the whole thing, pig man, I want to do it. <laughs> and well, like, guys, that was a great episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Why did that make you think like Phantom of the Opera though? <sighs> I mean, like. That would listen, be a really good Phantom of the Opera skit, actually. <laughs> that would be a really good Phantom of the Opera skit, actually. Um, uh, um, we'll talk about this more later. Uh, perhaps this will be a skit that we do later. <laughs> Zelda into like a Christine outfit and like the rowing oh the boat. The boat, and then and then the chandelier drops on Link, and then Ganondorf wins like he should. <laughs> like, but the chandelier has to be made out of the gems that come out of the uh, out of the pots. Oh, the rupees. Yes. 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 Yeah, okay. So we just wrote a whole skit, which is great. We did, and we're done. And we're going to compete with it. And I'm glad we know what we're going to do for our next best in show. Uh, <laughs> look at everybody because it's coming to a convention near you someday. Right. Exactly. Like, like get ready. And also, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, if I were to do him, I would absolutely want to be like, and now I will do a sexy photo shoot for him. <laughs> and I would well, get obviously. the same plate. And I will be my own Gerudo husband. And then my life will be complete. It needs to be your Christmas card too, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's that's not even a question. That would be my eternal. Like, I would probably take <laughs> like over a hundred shots. Mm-hmm. So I would have enough pictures to sustain the Christmas cards yes. well into my like my twilight years. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. People this are just like, please don't send us hat. <laughs> And of course, it would have like really cheesy taglines on it, and yeah, you know, um, it'd be my fireman calendar. You know, it'd be oh my god, good. a Ganondorf calendar. I, I take my money. <laughs> you know what? I'm sold. I want it. I need it. He's the perfect man. <laughs> He's horrible and awful and terrible and evil and bad, and I love him because <laughs> I have terrible taste. <laughs> I mean. Horrible taste. good taste when it comes to anime bad guys. I mean, I feel like there should be some line somewhere. I found ours. Yeah, you I'm know, loud. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. There's your next Christmas present. You get all of like your inappropriate characters in like their bathing suit pictures or breastplate pictures, and just mm-hmm. a new calendar. Absolutely, and it'll be it'll be one of those vibes where it's not necessarily like, oh, this is supposed to be a sexy, attractive moment. It's like you sure are dressed up as horrible hobgoblins mm. and like trying to make a thing sexy that absolutely is not. We're baking pie. <laughs> <laughs> not me, just reaching into the fridge. Right. Oh, oops. oops. <laughs> Oh no, I was whipping up the whipped cream. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. See, this is why I we're not allowed to talk They have together. to do when they lose uh, taking over the world. They have to, they make their own OnlyFans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no, Ganondorf OnlyFans. There you go. You just made your money right back. I did. Wow. <laughs> you make that Ganondorf costume and you do an OnlyFans account for the day with just Ganondorf. Mm. Oh yeah. Watch the money just roll in. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would love it. I also want to make myself. Like, I don't have to work long. anymore. I'm sustained. I'm just gonna. Oh, I love it. It's perfect. It's Sold. infallible. Like I see no negative to this. I don't see anything that would come out of this that would not benefit you. Honestly, 
Correct. And honestly, I really appreciate you um, enabling me in this moment. Hey, you know, that's that's what friends are for, right? It's true. It's very true. <laughs> enabling bad decisions. <laughs> that's, that's like, you know, what is it, my subtitle? <laughs> Under <laughs> encourages bad decisions oh my god (laughs) oh man mel this has been hysterical (laughs) just what i wanted (laughs) off the new year yeah (laughs) kick it off the year right and we didn't even have to talk about poop we just talked about poor decisions um and only fans uh you know yeah and i mean that's what the kids are looking for these days isn't it It the only fans you know that's we're see we're hip we're with the times absolutely I got, I got the TikTok. We use the Facebook and the Instagrams and oh my God. and the tweets and the, the tweets? Twitters. Not the Twitters. Not the no, Twitters. No, not Elon more. Musk. We can't support. Oh, you mean elongated muskrat? No. Yes, that's man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. My goodness. Well, thank you again for coming on, dear. Is there anything you'd like to promote while you're here? Um, let's see. Oh, my cat just jumped straight up onto my back because I've been ignoring her. Um, (laughs) uh, let's see. Um, I once again, don't have anything to promote necessarily. Um, I guess just, I hope that everybody's 2023 is much kinder. And, um, I encourage everybody to take some time to really, you know, genuinely take care of yourselves, afford mm-hmm. yourself some kindness and um, some grace. And I hope that this year is better and let's all, you know, be better for ourselves and be better to each other. And that's all I got. And there we go. Lovely. Mel, thank you again. Love having you on. We'll thank definitely so be much, chatting Katie. again soon. Absolutely. Anytime. You know where to find me. I do. I do. <laughs> In my Ganondorf costume, lunging <laughs> around in my what's underwear. The, what's the only fan names for that? Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that. The I dwarf. Anything off rip the dwarf. The Dorfmeister. <laughs> Coming to an OnlyFans near you. <laughs> <And in Germany. laughs> Bye, everybody.